Hello, hello. How's everybody doing out there? Talking shit. That's right. We're talking some shit on a Tuesday. I don't care about the 10 second rule. <clears throat> I see. I think YouTube has gotten a little more lax on some of the swearing stuff. So every video since I, like I talked so much crap on my last video and it was still monetized. And I'm like, bro, if they're letting that, that stuff go, we can party today. What we're going to talk about is that Ford is the least trusted brand by dealers. Not the consumer, not the people that are buying the cars, <clears throat> excuse me. The dealers were actually surveyed and they said, which is the most trusted brand and which is the least trusted brand. Now, I don't know exactly how that works. I don't know if you can just like switch up being a dealer. Like, let's say <clears throat> if you're a Ford dealer, you can't just switch up and be like a Toyota dealer, can you? I don't know how that works. But based on those, um, those surveyed, they said Ford is the least trustworthy brand followed by Lincoln, which is basically Ford. And the most trusted is like the typical Honda, Toyota, and alike. You know, we, we all know which ones are trusted and not trusted, which is a quality and not quality. We'll talk about that a little bit. We're also going to talk about and theorize what the limits of the 6R80 is. Now that we have had a very clear, concise performance by a fully built 6R80, I'm talking billet input shaft. I'm talking 4R200 hub. I'm talking billet intermediate. I'm talking everything but <clears throat> the rear planetary being billet. The rear planetary is as built from Ford. Okay, it's cryo treated, but it's just as built from Ford. So that and the case are the last remaining items to be beefed up and to maybe show that some of that stuff has broken. We have broken pretty much every single part on a 6R80, but now that we have had a wonderful performance by the current, like that transmission in the Grey Goose, should be put up in some kind of Hall of Fame somewhere, gold-plated, and be like, you are the one. You are the Neo of 6R80s. We'll talk about what we think the limits are, because imagine that performance in a 3,000-pound car and maybe, maybe a bigger tire, like a 315. We saw what Keith Ray was able to lay down with a 20-something 100-pound car, 315 tire, a 5.4 overhead cam motor on M1, going 6.1 at 250-something. Guys, that is no joke. If a guy like Keith Ray can make that a more consistent thing, I, I still think he hasn't reached the potential of the combination on that car based on his <clears throat> run, which is now the quickest, fastest door slammer modular car like ever I, I, meaning has a vin number all that stuff and then we'll generally talk some crap about everything we'll talk about mod nationals a little bit i wanted to uh uh give a shout out to everyone that's a lund racing customer and anyone else that's tuned by anyone else that has a gen 2 you're also a lund racing customer just by proxy <laughs> so i want to uh, shout you guys out congratulate you guys on your wins but i think to put asses in seats Mod Nationals needs to get with the program and start inviting not only pushrod cars, but yes, imports. You are in Florida. Puerto Ricans would show up to Bradenton if you allowed Hondas, GTRs, a modular versus the world class MVW, I think would be interesting, and less classes. Because how can you have 50 classes where 10 cars show up for each class for a $3,500 payout? Like every Billy Badass class should be a $10,000 payout. You put up $10,000 for a modular versus the world. Honda guys can come in. I I'm telling you, they'll show up. Asses in seats because let's be honest. The future of any event 
more depends on the people that show up than the cars that show up. If Bradenton Motorsports Park sees Puerto Ricans and everyone and their mothers showing up and buying all the shitty chicken strips, buying the, the, the steakum sandwiches and the pizzas and the sodas and the beer at the concession stands, that is what makes the event desirable for them. Not necessarily the car count or the type of cars that are showing up. So for the future's sake of that event, you're going to have to reinvent it to put asses in seats, not to appease every asshole with a modular or coyote that wants a participation trophy every year at Monnet. We'll talk about it, but not before Mr. Bill O'Reilly says hello to the people out there. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck <laughs> it. Do it live. I I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Fucking thing sucks. It does suck, Mr. Bill O'Reilly. You got it. All right, two auto solutions. Rami Zanan. Two auto solution, bro. That guy works on coyotes. Like, I didn't think there's that many coyote cars in Puerto Rico. That guy, like, every other day, there's a tune coming through from Barrico. Fully built shit. Badass. Two auto solution. Race motor, race motor.com, race motor on Instagram. I haven't heard from Daniel in forever. I don't know if he's alive. He don't return my text. You good? <laughs> Dina, <laughs> Dina have performance. Dina have performance.com. Dina have performance on Instagram. Dina have performance everywhere. Go there for your online parts needs. There's going to have Black Friday sales. They're going to have Christmas sales. They're going to have Mariah Carey uh, uh, Christmas song specials. Mention YDBT at checkout. Maybe you'll get a discount. Partfarm, partfarm.com. Got a 24 Mustang in. Check it out. Piece of junk. Crash. Two throttle bodies. Double the disappointment. Conformance, conformance.com. Seven second stock computer uh, ZR1 with a power glide. Just achieved a seven second pass. Badass with one of his blowers. Ultimate head, ultimateheader.com. PMAS. Nick James. PMAS. Calmer transmission, calmer transmission.com, calmer transmission. So, what I'm going to be doing uh, at the beginning of the year is I'm more than likely going to reset the whole sponsor stuff. And whoever wants to get on board is going to have to pay a brother because, you know, we've done some bartering and things are going to come to an end uh, beginning of the year. So I'm going to just reset the whole thing. And whoever wants to become a sponsor of the show, I'm going to probably hold you guys to the fire. And actually, instead of doing like the buddy-buddy system, I'm going to probably have to have you guys, you know, pay. And I understand if you guys don't want to pay and be a sponsor, but this motherfucker's got to get himself into a plaid. Do you know what I'm saying? Coyote Fury, 2000 MCR, Clip Clop Horse. Cook up the horse. Darren Harper, do shit it. Back to coma. Maki Mock. First people say hello. Jacob Diego, I'm hung. Leon, Harley Taquache mode a bunch of times. Bondo Bird missing third right now. Pop on to you. Click up the horse again. India Lee. We got Maki Mock again. Pop on to you. Joe Jr., Maki Mock. JD Swag, what's up, Mr. Mod? One of one RTR smoking ZX14. Bondo Bird again. Bryson Witt. Cayo Bravo, Josh Troy. I almost had you. Oh, yeah, Poppy. Johnny Boy, Mini Back, Madman, Glass Crew, Coyote, Gregory Ovich, James Williams. Team whole shot. What the hell is team whole shot? What a team. <laughs> team whole shot racing. Um, Christian Duran, Donkey Mac, one of one RTR, Elva Galarga, 2JZ, Fox Body, Pizza, Chiquito, Abdullah Al Abbasi, Valley, 10th. Hey, happy birthday. I think it was your birthday a couple days ago. Take Speaks, Matt Benoit, Ignacio Ramirez, Modelist, Grass, Glass Group, Coyote, Second Shift Racing, giving you a half, half hearted effort. <clears throat> Second Shift Racing, Garrett, good guy, right? So, if you go to Modnats, right, and he, on his channel, go to his channel right now, Second Shift Racing. So, like, a Cobra on 48 PSI runs, like, 8-9, and he's like, yeah! Like, he, couldn't, he can't get his words out. He's so excited. Cobra! 
Then another Cobra run run becomes like the quickest, like the micro record of all micro records, the fastest four valve stick shit car. Like blah 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 blah. Fastest stick shit Cobra. Fastest stick Cobra. Cool. So I see him at um, World Cup, and I go, "When we run sixes, I want to see that same energy." You saying, "Holy shit, six R eighty, six second Coyote," and this is what happens. Room. Woohoo! Oh, six second Coyote. Ha ha ha! Yay! Where's the energy when a 88 psi Cobra that sh- <laughs> sounds like it has a Holly Cold Star runs, you know, 8.99 with 49,000 psi, and he's like, and a six second 6R80. He's like, woohoo, yay, oh, oh, awesome, yay. Mercury Motorsports, SK Production, Mustang Life, Jake, Lex Luthor, Jeff Betts, Red Dad, RPG says, I trust DeLorean. Insane Mustang says, I'm on my way back to San Antonio, just picked up a V7 YSIB, now I just need a fuel system and a Ben Calmache. Sweet, great goes. Ian Martha bought a fucking 10R80 Mustang. He and Martha went from having a Pokemobile to now having the gayest hey, Mustang ever made. They got a 10R80 Mustang. What the fuck is homeboy doing? Gurgur, Ovich, Mustang, Life, Red Dead again. Blackout, Evergirl, I got Colton, Parker, Robostyle, Craig Walls, and all of you. Oh, Craig, Craig Walls? Are you the dude with the, with the fox body? Guys, this guy has, go on my page, the dude has a four-eye notch. 460 Noonan Billet Billy Badass 150 millimeter turbo whatever the fuck turbo 400 dude this thing was so sick I'd love to get like a breakdown of that situation so let's get right to the bullshit car dealership guy on Twitter I highly urge you oh Jesus oh my god Alex what are you doing I highly urge you to follow him he has a post and it says Ford is now the least trusted franchise amongst dealers I predict major changes for the company in the next 12 to 24 months. Oh, really, car dealership guy? Did you know that water's wet? Did you just now realize that Ford is sucking all that dick? Most trusted brands by dealers. Toyota, number one. Lexus, which is Toyota, number two. Subaru, number three. They got the Dykes on lock. Honda, Puerto Ricans, and Porsche. The least trusted Ford, Nissan, which is 100% the Altima. Every other vehicle is fine. The Altima is what brings this shit down. Lincoln, which is Ford, whatever the fuck, CDJ, what the fuck is this? CDJR, I don't know what the hell that is. Car Dealership Junior. And Infinity, which is Nissan. Nissan and Ford basically are the least trusted. Toyota, Lexus, Subaru, Honda, Porsche, the most trusted. Now, what is happening? Now, I don't know how the dealership structure works. I don't know if a dealership can one day represent Ford and then the next day represent Chevy or then the next day sign up to, to, to do Toyota stuff. I don't know what kind of agreement they have. I don't know if they have a lease contract. I have no idea how that works. <clears throat> but if your dealers have no confidence in your stuff, then I'm telling you that's going to that's gonna be one of those things that it's, it's just a matter of time. If dealers can opt out, not necessarily opt out. Again, I don't know how it works. Oh, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Thank you, Rad Dad. So that makes sense. The big three aren't trusted by dealerships. And the most trusted are Honda, Toyota, Lexus, and uh, Subaru out of all out of all, out of all cars. So <clears throat> I'm blown away that people would criticize me where I am, I am, I am balls deep 
and four assholes saying, bro, you guys are soft because I'm not gay. Uh, but <laughs> because they're screwing up so much and now finally people are, I guess, starting to realize, hey, maybe there's something there in terms of a bigger, let's just say, lack of confidence in Ford. And I think just like in football, if the if the team is doing bad, you got to fire the head coach and the staff, which means everyone under the president, everyone under the president that's leading the charge in anything, making any executive decisions, doing anything and putting out shit products. I don't care that Farley is out there doing dumb shit and calling out the wrong people, like literally calling out the the the. Out of all people to call out, you don't want to call out the guy that's doing it right. Take that, Elon Musk. Psycho. Absolute psycho behavior. But if he was saying all that stuff, drifting, fixing his wig, and then all the other executives are doing really silly, dumb stuff, but the product being delivered to the dealerships is a good product, I don't think they'd be in this situation. But the problem is when there is a lack of focus in leadership, it bleeds down. Look, if you've ever been a part of a team in any capacity, I highly urge you guys to if you have kids. You got to teach them structure. And you got to, in my opinion, they got to have a Judeo-Christian background. Sorry, that's just how it is. We're in America. Uh, at least to know right from wrong. They got to have that base knowledge. But they also have to understand team structure. And getting them into softball, baseball, football, you name it, it does something more than just gives them something to do after school. It gives you a, a hierarchical uh, structure where, you know, there's someone that leads and you have to, you either become a, you know, a, a follower or a leader and it bleeds down. So let's say you're in a, you, you have a job, you're in a job, you're in a factory or whatever, and management sucks. The president sucks. No one is focused. Well, the employees are going to go, well, I, if they don't care, why the hell should I care? Why am I busting my butt giving a shit about a product that the brass doesn't give a shit about? It just bleeds down. And I think it's very apparent that Ford lost, or at least the executives, have lost focus. Look, I'm not saying Ford was great at one point. But if you are old enough to remember when they introduced the Gen 2 stuff, the Gen 2 stuff, EcoBoost, GT, um, and they had a, a they had a 10-second 11 second and 12 second setup. So the 12 second setup was the EcoBoost. The 11 second setup was an NA GT. And the 10 second setup was a supercharged Roush Performance or Ford Performance Supercharger kit. They introduced the new Mustang at the racetrack, drag racing. And no car is more popular in their complete lineup. I want to say that the, the S197 is very popular because it mimics Fox body stuff. Okay, has a retro design, it stands out, it doesn't look like this modern European piece of junk. So the racer has gravitated towards the S197. If you are a Fox body guy right now and you are a racer and you want to get into a modern vehicle, you're not going to look into a Gen 2 Mustang. You want to get into a Coyote car, you're going to get into an S197. It's retro, it's solid rear axle, three links, so you might be able to make that work better than going through the IRS woes and listening to people that revalve already existing Vikings and call it a completely different fucking name. You just you just want to avoid that altogether. So you're starting to see just dissension amongst the ranks, and now it's bleeding down to the dealerships. The dealerships are literally giving you a vote of no confidence. So what do you do at least symbolically? 
imagine, <clears throat> imagine you do nothing and you want to instill confidence in your executives and everybody else thinks your executives are not really putting their best foot forward. You got to fire somebody. That's how it works in the United States. If something is going bad and you keep doing the same thing over and over and over, isn't that the absolute definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result. It's like having a 2020 Shelby GT500 and going to a specific tuner that blows shit up and expecting him not to blow it up this time. That's just not how it works. It is insanity. But apparently, brass at Ford are insane and they're not firing anybody and a lot of people are going to pay at the end of the day for 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 their lack of leadership skills you gotta fire somebody now let's talk about mod nets let's talk about 6r the 6r80 now we have we have now gotten so much data that junior and senior have gotten pretty confident and jake jake his mind was just swirling at the world cup and you're, you're going to start seeing some either ridiculous times soon from the Grey Goose. I'm saying like ridiculous because we're now that is that is not a class car. It doesn't fit in any class. So we could stuff a 315 tire in it, mess around with the gear ratio and really get really consistent on the front half and go out on a really good track day. Preferably December, January, February when it's quote unquote cold, aka 60 to 70 degrees down here on a cool night and go out there and front half in the one O's consistently, back it up with a low four second eighth mile and then ring it out the back, which it doesn't mean we just keep adding boost because if you front half pretty hardcore, you don't have to back half hardcore, even though the Grey Goose back half almost everybody at World Cup. So it'll be interesting to see based on the current database that we have for the 6R80, how much quicker we can go. I have a sneaking suspicion that car can go 659 or 660 in its current state with a gear ratio change, a couple of tune tweaks, and um, a little bit lighter setup. But I think in its current 3,300 pound race weight, I think that car could probably touch 6.6 pretty easily. It went 6.7 something, so and it went 2.09. So if we can get everything together, 109, 438th, and a you know Billy Badass back half over 210, I think that car could touch 6.6 on the current 6 already transmission. So I am not going to push them to go turbo 400 yet. You know where the turbo 400 should go? In the black bean. Get that 10R80 shit out of there. We have proven that the 10R80 is not a racing class transmission. Not just yet. I don't think it'll ever be that. Finally, mod nets. You have to include other cars in mod nets. It has to absolutely evolve. Again, doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. So you can't go out there and have 6R80 Pro and 6R80 Street and have the same payout for both. That is crazy talk. Imagine you go out and 6R80 Pro. Okay, first of all, everyone was scared of the Grey Goose. So imagine being so scared of the Grey Goose that you wouldn't show up unless that car wasn't included because it is the best 6R80 equipped Mustang on the planet. Cool. You're scared? Just say you're fucking scared, right? Don't don't give excuses. Say, it's too far. It's five more hours. I said three more hours further south than South Georgia Motorsports Park. So if you could show up to SGMP, 
You could your ass could show up to Bradenton, stop the cap. Do you know what I am saying? That's what the kids say. So I think that the the organizers that mod nats have to take into account asses in seats first, as opposed to appeasing the assholes on forums. Mustang 6G does not put asses in seats. Anything Coyote and Mustang related does not put asses in seats. Mod Motor Mustangs does not put asses in seats. What puts asses in seats? Puerto Ricans and imports. Include them. LSs. Imagine there is a race in November at Bradenton Motorsports Park that has a $10,000 payout and you can include all Hondas, all GTRs, all LSs versus modulars. Make it modular versus the world. Look at what World Cup does. Imports versus domestic. They, they, Yes, they break down every pass, but the people want to show up to see the underdog four-cylinder back half of V8. People want to see LS versus modular stuff. But if you want to see this guy's tuner versus this guy's tuner in the modular world, Nobody's going to care except the tuner and the racer. The, the casual fan is going to go, why does that guy hate that guy? You know, no one cares. It's about a completely different platform going up against something else. Asses and seats are first. I don't support that. So I didn't go. I didn't even consider going. Why? Why the fuck would I go to that? No offense. Why would I go to that? I know everyone that's going to run. I know everyone's going to run. I, I, I don't care. It's not interesting to me. Mustangs versus Mustangs? I mean, what the fuck? Like, why Why bother? Let's see some parody. Let's see something different. And people at World Cup somehow make it work. So if you want asses and seats, start including other people. Okay, we'll talk about it. Whatever you guys want to talk about. 6 or 80 stuff, mod nat stuff, Ford sucking and the dealership not caring. Fox body guys looking at S197s as their future race car. We'll talk about it all here. <clears throat> Truviate says, is there a tuning difference between the 6R80 and the 6R140? The... <laughs> Why the fuck do I fucking click on? Why, why do I click on him? You know, I forget he has a regular job now. Oh, and S197 for the win. I'll be driving these chassis until I die. S550, S650 have offensively ugly front ends. Uh, Blackout Care says, sheesh, I'm just here wanting to have a little 150 car. I'd love to see an exhibition versus Brent LaSala. I don't know who that is. And God, that, guy's, that guy's quicker, period. That guy has us by a couple, of, a, almost a half second. So it's not really a competition there. Um, <clears throat> absolutely love my 2012 GT. Only SF50 I consider is a 350. I agree. And those Coyote says, if a turbo 400 is laggy and you need more RPMs to move, is it is it must slow fluid or just need to get rebuilt? Um, honestly, I, I, I'd look everything over. I'd look fluid over. I'd look converter over. I'd look everything over. Sounds like you have a mismatch with converter. I, I would look it all over. It's not just a, well, it's this if it's laggy. Or you have the wrong gear ratio in the car. Who knows? Agreed. I'd only trade in my boss to get a 350R. No PR, Farcan cars. You know what? Smoking, they show up. They show up. And forget Puerto Ricans. What about Miami? Do you think Miami is full of Mustangs? How many Corvettes are in Miami? You know how many fast Nissan uh, uh, GTRs are in Miami? You know how many fast, really fast Honda Civics are in Miami? All-wheel drive stuff. And they hear a $10,000 payout. They'll show up. 
At work, getting overtime. Catch replay later. Now on B says, I want a boss wheel too so bad. My 12 GT even looks like yours. The little probably doesn't perform nearly as well, even with mine being full bolt-on. A93 Luntoon. Like a meme, it needs to be obvious. Agreed. At least modular versus Chevy or something. Triple Diesel Dan says, have the lots tested aftermarket Coyote block casting from Bear Motors. Why would we test that? No. If the stock block is touching low sixes, why the hell would we test any other block? We haven't seen a failure point because of a block. You understand? Like FFRE has a really good program. Keith is still using an OEM cast block filled with M1, but it is a cast block. So why do we try an aftermarket block when the stock aluminum block worked over runs great? Exactly, Morgan Hansen. Right now, when you go to a test and tune event in Bradenton, I guarantee 25% of the people that are there are from Miami. If you go up to like a street heat or some, some event in Brenton Motorsports Park, I guarantee 25% of the people that are showing up are Miami folk. The rest are Orlando and Tampa folks and maybe some Georgia guys. But the no time guys that don't like to show their times or whatever, you know, low four or second cars in the eighth and something like that, they'll show up for some kind of modular versus LS, you know, gay shootout, 28, 28 inch shootout, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Call it whatever the fuck you want to call it. But they'll show up. But if you make it modular only, it is so niche. It is such a small percentage. Like the vast majority of racers are broke and gay. So they go LS. So if you're going to negate 80% of the people that are out there, and he'll say something like, well, I did I did have an LS thing and nobody showed up in fucking Memphis to an event that no one even heard of. You got to grow it. And you can't grow it by being niche all the time. And the track organizers are eventually going to say, um, you know what? It ain't worth having the staff, having the draggers, having the guy do the prep, having the, the, the chicken strips frying if nobody shows up to buy it. So eventually, you're going to have to end up at a completely different track if the track says, I'm good. Alex, do you think the cold Maryland weather helped a lot getting into the sixes? Would it be easy to get into the sixes in Florida 60 to 70 degree weather? When we went sixes, it was 62 degrees. When we went sixes... We did five six-second passes at Maryland International Raceway. I think three of the passes were over 60 degrees. So it's not like we had negative DA. The pass where we went 679, it wasn't super cold that day. And when it's super cold, the car wouldn't hook because the track didn't have any temp in it. So I'm sure DA helps. But at 80 degrees, you can't 60-foot that car unless the track prep is dumb. So... I don't think you'll see a 1-0 in Florida over 80 degrees, even at nighttime. I just don't think it'll happen. Call me crazy, unless the track prep is so stupid. Can the Grey Goose get lighter? Of course it can get lighter. It doesn't have a true front half. Um, The tubular stuff is past the strut towers. It's not tied into the cage on the backside. And if it is, it's very well made because I I couldn't really tell. Um, It still has the factory floors, factory quarters, the roof skin is carbon fiber. Um, it's mostly a stock car. I think it has stock fenders, stock quarters. It doesn't have glass. It has optic armor stuff. And it has the factory floor. So all that can get cut out, tube, tube chassis up, and uh, be really badass. Hoodie2103 says, I just finished my, had my packs in 2200 13T Luntune yesterday. It runs like a champ. Good to hear it. Now, Gen 1s are funky. You got to understand... The reason we like Gen 2 is because 
it just seems to idle without you having to do shit. It's, it's the, the way that the idle control is different. Gen 1's idle control is 100% adjustable by the tuner. <coughs> so inherently, there's more adjustment, but that just means there's more probability of that sucker idle dipping and doing weird shit. So understand, Gen 1's are finicky. You just have to be a little patient with the tuner. I'm starting to see more and more Cardi S197's on the road. Of course, we'll just cheap and easy performance. I agree. Guys, do you know how many guys we tune that do 3-2-1 setups on their S197? Like, right off the rip. I don't know if I, on my list, have any stock bottom end Gen 1s around. They all have a Gen 2 bottom end or a Gen 3 bottom end. Do I dare ask this? Is there a D difference between Maryland and Florida enough to affect performance significantly? Well, yes, especially the time of year. You can get negative DA in Florida for maybe three days, and it's usually late January, early February. That would, that would closely mimic Maryland's air in the fall, especially in November. Maryland's air in November potentially could be in the negative 1,000 or negative high hundreds DA all day with overcast skies and having decent track temps. The guy that I tuned at uh, MIR a couple of years ago, the guy that did the, the, the track videos for us, he was so good. He came over, airdropped it to Dakota. The, the videos where John is like flexing and doing crazy shit, he was the one that took those videos. We tuned his car. I tuned his car through London. He said, dude, the day you tuned me, it was 42 degrees. Track temp was 50 degrees, but the car had a 79 millimeter pulley running 980s, which is very fast for a Gen 2 TVS car. So that DA helped big time. Tons of air available, dense, and I was able to just pour fuel and spark in it, and the car just responded nicely. RA Sting, that's the that's the goal. I don't think we're just going to rip out the 6R80 until we reach a wall. And if the wall is 60s or 50s, that's a pretty damn great wall. Because what we want to do is we want to bury that record. We want to stuff that record so far any tuner's ass. He has to consider spending $200,000 to develop everything possible to make it happen. A lot of people are going to go, well, Motec has 680 control. You're not doing it with Motec. Love you. Vaya con Dios. You're not doing it with Motec. Love you. Sorry. Sorry, Vit. Sorry, Motec. Blah, 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 blah. Stock computer is best to control a 680. Maybe you can do some weird mix-up where you can do... Speed density based Gen 3 uh, with a 6R80. Plug and play. That is something that is possible with Motec if they're, they're willing to get funky on, on firmware stuff. But I don't think that that's even in anyone's wheelhouse at all. You think SI50 can get to a 6.9 quarter with a 6R? Uh, yes. Flash, flash FNBR. Yes. Um, I think what's going to have to happen is this. Somebody's going to have to get a motor that they're willing to put 45 pounds of boost through. They're going to have to listen to us in terms of the um, transmission layout and suspension layout. The Blue Goose, if we had, let's say, the FFRE motor in the Blue Goose and a similar turbo kit that is big, big turbos that's fully custom that John Sr. You know, develops, and you show you shove similar boost through it. All we need is like a 115, 60 foot to achieve a 69 based on the data that we have. I think we can do it no problem, but why? Why do it if the Grey Goose has it? 
Couldn't see myself in a Gen 2 or Gen 3 because of the culture. I agree, 100%. I had to go back to Gen 1, 13, boss. Uh, Gandy Bridge, late January, 1500. I like at 5 p.m. You like being slow, Paul? Says, Jake, you, fi you finished up my S197 Gen 3R on Friday. Car is making some steam for being six ribs. Someone said, Tesla plaid fun. Have a drink. Thank you so much. Appreciate you very much. So I think the 6R development is still... Guys, do you, I, I don't even want to mention what's possible because, you know, Daniel Otway is working with Jake, is working with Junior to see what's possible. Because sometimes these mad scientists think of the craziest shit. And sometimes you just have to give them a hard no if it's not available in the tuning software. But that doesn't mean it's not available someday. The problem is we're one of one. Okay, the Grey Goose is one of one. Nobody in their right mind would spend the kind of money and time Lund has in that car and run a 6R out of all things just to say you can and and then somehow able to pull off an, uh, an event win with that basically a development vehicle. That car is not a race car that we campaigned years on end in many tracks and many different races. That is a car that we are indeed. And based on some data that we saw, we said, hey, let's take it to the World Cup. The best air available, the best track prep available. That in Texas 2K because Miller Prep is Miller Prep is Miller Prep. So that car might be at 2K. You never know. <clears throat> um, how do you like it? Uh, I'm 50-50 Gen 3R or an Odin. I would get a Gen 3R over an Odin all day. No Odin car has been 7s. No Odin car has been deep 8s. Most Gen 3 um, Rs, rear feed, have been... In the fours, in the eighth, and in the sevens, um, in the quarter. John the Gaptist says, What power upgrade besides a Luntune do you suggest for a 21 GT500? Stuck on 93 pump, and it's 100 horsepower gain possible. So, John the Gaptist, to be honest with you, the, the most common stuff that a lot of 21 GT500 guys do, a 20 and up GT500 guys do, is E85, a pulley, and headers. And you're probably close to 850 rural horsepower or so. If you have a good pulley, intercooler bricks, you know, you have to upgrade the, the cooling system because with more boost, more heat. But you're literally ID1050Xs, headers, free flow and exhaust, of course, um, and an E85 tune away from making serious power. I love my Gen 2, but I sold it last week for a 2013 BMW M3. It's the only V8 M3, so the culture isn't as gay. Yeah, I can argue that they're all gay. Jacob Brandemere says, now that the Demon 170s are being delivered, curious to see how they perform at the track and not just the glory pass. And I wonder how long before the parts farm gets one for parts. Now, I saw Ripa Tuned on Instagram. If you're following any Dodge content, it's going to be full-blown performance. And again, I don't know if they're good or bad. I just know that their cars run pretty good on the West Coast. Ripa Tuned has, I think, some of the world's quickest and fastest Hellcats. And Trackhawks. And he's white, out of all things. And his customers are white. And I'm blown away by that. And he uh, said that he received, or a customer of his received, a brand new Demon 170. So, now that we're in that perfect zone of weather, and they're in the Northeast, they can probably hit up a rental with a bone stock 170 and see if that son of a bitch runs eights. Imagine a bone stock 170 demon go out there and lay down an eight second pass motherfuck anything ford made oh they're still making the mustang i don't care 
None of them went nines off the rip. None of them went eights off the rip. Stop talking Cobra Jet. That is a Watson-built car. That is not a Ford car. So if Dodge Demon built Dodge Demon 170, he goes out there and rips off an 890 stock. Forever and ever, Dodge will have won the Horsepower Wars in all generations. Fuck anything anyone else says. <clears throat> honestly, the, honestly, the fact that the Goose went back-to-back sixes on the 6R is insane. Coming from someone who's been involved in pushing a stock DSM Auto Trans to the limits, that's so impressive. And you know, the crazy thing is that we still get like weird hate. It's so odd what the kind of um, the kind of feedback we're getting on that stuff. Um, obviously, it's impressive, and I appreciate that. But there's a lot of people out there that that literally like poo poo that stuff, um, and I'm kind of blown away by that. But whatever. How careful do you need to be with the break in on disclaimer on a claimer? Wait, wait, wait. How careful do you need to be with the break in on the claimer? He meant calmer. Stage one trans. Obviously, no hard shifting, but do I really need to keep it on 3,500 for 1,000 miles? Whatever he says, do. Because if there's an issue with it, you'd at least follow his instructions. Anybody know if the 2020 D500 front brake calipers will fit in the regular GT with the 20s? I have knuckle spindles from a. T- <laughs> Fucking Ebon. Bondaburst says, gotta run peasants. Hey, see you later, brother. Mr. for me, okay? My lunch in 21 GT500 made 787 wheel with a 295 pulley and my cold air on 93. Leon Phelps, I think you're E85 away from making another 70 horsepower easily. T1 Auto Care says, Gen 3 R on it, 125mm okay for a stock motor? Yes. Eventually going to build the motor for, or is the G3X enough for 1,000 plus horsepower? Both. Both will make 1,000 horsepower. I think the G3X will make it with a 95mm pulley. The Gen 3 R will make it with a 69 millimeter and a 10 percent and cams probably but the gen 3r is going to hit way harder down low by far but the g3x you can make a thousand horsepower also best thing about the 11 to 14 mustang is that it appeals to older people with a style not young people who are attracted to bmws and hondas i don't care about that i think bmw is a good looking car some hondas are good looking cars culture 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 it's about the racing culture if there is any um, the racing culture for S197s is totally different than the racing culture for S550s. Just the parts alone. Like, like, look at the parts companies that are represented under someone's S550 post. Just look. It's usually gimmicky bullshit most of the time. And then when you look at a guy that has a Billy Badass S197, he's thinking like Menser and like Santuff and like Billy Badass stuff. Like, in general, Team Z, this and this and that. So it, I think there's a, there's a big disparity with, with the racing culture for both platforms. I don't think there's a lot of people that race an S197 and look at an S550 as desirable. You're either an S197 guy or an S550 and up guy. I, don't, I'm, I was both, but my preference to race, by far, it's an S197. <clears throat> he's actually a good friend of mine, for real, for real. I want to go eight, says Second Shift Racing. <laughs> you need a 500 shot on that Cobra. Mr. Prime says, will my 1910 already be safer than ESSG2? Yes, yes, yes. That's not that's not even a problem. You can be good up until about 800 rear wheel horsepower with a 10R80. The problem comes when you want to go past that, which is usually like a 9695 car. Once you start going quicker than 9695, you're probably going to need clutches sooner than later. Once you put clutches in, meaning once a transmission has been out 
you do some work to it and put it right back in, you're into it at least 5,000 bucks. Then you're going to have to get a tune because once you put clutches in it, we have to adjust some things. And then you're going to start noticing that, oh, it could take this power, so I'm going to pull it down. Then you pull it down even further and you start blowing up one 10R80 every year. So now you're, you're the fastest Gen 3 guys have a Turbo 400. Right now, David Van Voorhis has a 8.0 second stock motor Gen 3 Turbo 400. If you want to go racing and set it and forget it, get a Turbo 400. Spec one out with them. Whatever. They have the recipe. They could say this converter, this trans, this cross member, this drive shaft. Get it from them. I think it's Coyote Direct. Get it from them. Or JPC. Who cares? So if you're going to go 10 R80 racing, then you're going to have to factor in 5000 bucks a year minimum. If you race more than six times a year, to replace the 10R80 every year. And it is the most inconsistent shifting transmission on the planet at a certain power level. Again, the command on the shift is a suggestion. It's like, hey, can you shift to 8200? Here you go. And it goes, eh, 85. The 2, 3, I'm going to short shift. And then the 4, 5, I'm going to flare to 9000. We didn't command that, but the transmission sure as hell does. I like drag racing my S197 and daily driving road racing my 350R. Best of both worlds. You're not wrong there. Depends on the on the racing. Correct. You're a psycho if you road race an S197. If you road race, you should get an IRS car. <clears throat> yeah, he mixed them up, Mendoza. 69mm on ESS. No, 69mm. Yeah, sorry. 69mm on a uh, G, Gen 3R. 95mm on the ESS can get you into the 1,000 horsepower G3X with, with cams in E85. Who the hell is lawn racing? Is that a right? No, that, that's probably a California-based uh, tuner whose who's girlfriend got tuned by us. And he just like lost his shit and probably snorts coke all the fucking time. Like that's probably who the... Look, it's giving us business, bro. Like people, people go, who is this? And then they go, oh, who are they making fun of? Oh, they tune? Oh, I sh- oh shit, they got fast cars? Oh, we should get tuned by them. Thank you. There is no such thing as bad publicity. Um, what about power level on an ESS car that only roll races? You know, you know, guys, can you stop the weird nitpicky questions? Why do people go, I roll race? What's the best power level for a roll race? And da 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 da. I told you at 800 and so horsepower, regardless whether you're roll racing or drag racing, the transmission is going to have trouble making the shifts. You know how many times I hear, well, usually you can go 9.6 with this much power, this, and then you can build a trans. And then the next question is, but I roll race. I'm like, okay, so when you roll race, the fucking trans is going to have the same fucking issues. Like, it doesn't change what the trans is trying to do versus the power output. Like, it's the same shit. How can you tell if there's a valve flow on a data log? Um, well, there's no real telltale sign. It's audible. Okay, you're going to hear an audible, like, limiter sound. Um, and it's you, usually due to high back pressure issues. Usually, most Hellion kits with stock manifolds, most on three kits, unless the, the exit is at the bumper. Uh, most kits that have a full exhaust and its budget is going to experience some kind of valve flow. And everyone's going to say, well, you need valve springs for this turbo kit, a.k.a. it has back pressure issues. Again, guys, the back pressure on the Grey Goose at 45 pounds of boost is not one to one it's like 0.9 um ken phillips i'd have to ask jake um 
the question was, is PBH seeing a bump in orders post-World Cup? I have to think they are. Um, I run a Rev Man Turbo on the street. It is awesome. Can we catch Turvey's new video and Poppy Alex's commentary? He has a new video. Um, <clears throat> Mendoza Scotty says, 21 60 foot, 140 trap speed. How much do you think is on the table if 60 foot is 14 or faster? What did it ET? Oh my God. I can't. I can't. You understand that when you 60 foot better, the mile an hour is less? You understand how that works? Like if you 60 foot 181 and the car goes 140, if you 60 foot a 14, the car's going to go 137. Do you know? I hope I don't have to explain that. <clears throat> Just because of the streams you have mentioned, digs kill them exponentially faster. I never said digs. When did I say that? Find a stream that I said on a dig, on a dig, a 10R80 is going to go quicker than on a roll. If you have grip, let's say you're racing on a concrete bridge with a 315 tire. You're going to have grip. That transmission is going to stress out whether you're at a racetrack with grip or on the street with grip. At over 850 or so rear horsepower, that transmission does not like to shift. I never said that dig racing specifically. Dig racing a 10 or 80 is stupid on its face because the transmission is gay. So if you're planning to dig race a 10 or 80, I'm just saying, like, I love people that say the following. I want to get into... No prep racing with my 10 or 80. I know you breathe in and out of your mouth and you have the smoothest fucking brain on the planet. Oh, well, well, what's the big deal? The big deal, asshole, is no prep racing inherently has less grip than prepped racing. So pedaling a car is very normal in no prep. <laughs> and when you lift the throttle, it commands an upshift. Why don't you make the shift? Shut up. We're not going to make the shift schedule a no prep shift schedule. Okay? Because that's going to just introduce even more problems. So if you want to do no prep racing, asshole, get yourself a Turbo 400. You can pedal that motherfucker and hoss the gas all the way down the quarter mile or eighth mile or wherever the fuck you want to race. Stop no prep racing Ford OEM transmissions. You know why the 6 or 81 without much issue? It never spun. And when it spun, the run was over. If it spun and then he had to get back in it, the converter would be pissed. Every time we have smoked a 6R80 transmission, understand this. We have smoked like 10. Every time we've smoked one, it's either on a shift or when it spins. If you're applying the power and then the car spins the tire and it chatters the tire a little bit, it breaks the transmission. That's right. When Senior pedaled it one time, what? Got up on its rear. He hossed the gas to get the nose down. Smoked the transmission. The converter fluid said, fuck you. The clutches smoked. The fact that it pedaled means the car went, wait, you want an upshift? Oh, no, you want to stay in it? And it went, and that up and down undulation of like, what the fuck should I do next? At 2,000 horsepower, smokes the transmission. Just do this with your Turbo 400. Do this with your Turbo 400, okay? Get your 1,500 horsepower Coyote. Uh, coyote. Let go of the trans brake. Go to second. Let off the gas. Go to first. Smash the gas. 
while you're floored, go to second, third, go to second, then go to third. Tell me if that transmission is going to last. Well, Alex, why would I do that? Because that's what a stock transmission does when you pedal the car. What? Let off the gas. Two, three. On the gas. Two, one. Two, three. Lock up. Explodes. Do that with your Turbo 400. You would never do that, right? Well, that's what the fucking 6R80 does when you pedal it. Stop racing 10R80s and 6R80s in no prep events, please. Alice, I can imagine what your downstairs neighbors think on the live chat. Man, fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm in the first floor. Uh, <laughs> paddle it with a 10R80 and leave in second gear. Yeah, that's really, yeah. Yeah, listen to him, guys. Go ahead, listen to him. Do that. Then you'll be calling Manuel Gomez. Hey, man, uh, I, I did this paddle stupid shit. I fucked it up. Uh, I smoked it. Fuck, $7,000? Okay. Go ahead. Do what he said. Can I be frank? Says 10R80 is only good for NA. Junk for real power. I never have a 10R80 personally. Igual, I ain't fuck with no 10R80 shit. I had it in my truck. And it is the most AIDS, Freddie Mercury, like 1982 AIDS. Like, zit in the butthole. Like, the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> bad, bad. Just a bad time. I don't know why people aren't picking up S197s right now. They're ten to $25,000 depending on the mileage, and they don't need much to go fast out of the box. Exactly. If you can pick up a already 5-liter 6R80 S197, body's good, interior's good. 3, 2, 1, power by the hour 6R80, even an on-3 twin turbo kit or a TVS and a fuel system, nines or eights tonight no they just they just play this stupid clout chasing game a 10 or 80 rebuild is like 5k do three 10 or 80 rebuilds in one season 15k or 10k for a turbo 400 and not worry about it messing up like the 10 or 80 you'd have more success no prep racing a 4r70 than a 6r80 or 10r80 lol 10r kids get gooder at manual shifting how in depth is the trans built on the black bean it's a full Full effort, max effort, black bean, midnight trans. But it, at, at 1,300 horsepower or whatever it's making, it's going to have issues. Um, first time catching it live all the way from Korea. I believe I made a video about your downstairs neighbors. <laughs> I'm in the first level, but it's funny to think about. Anyway, <clears throat> I like my 10 already for a daily and up to 800. Pretty fast. Went low 5, 16, with a 10R. Measly 730 horsepower by tune by Lund. Of course, premium weight car, very light. Yes, look, I think the 10R80 on the street, even drag racing at a very well-prepped uh, track, under 800 horsepower is awesome. Is awesome. Anything past that is just trash. Alex's uh, apartment complex has a rooster fighting ring upstairs. Absolutely. My homie broke a 10R80 off trans brake. My, my, my homie broke... My homie A broke, oh my God. My homie A broke his 10R80 off trans brake stock. That's the other thing. Why the hell, why the hell are people using a trans brake on a stock car? Why are you bumping in? I, I, I can't, I can't. Um, PBH was able to make a 4R200, 5R200, etc. for 10R80. No idea if it's possible, no. Uh, uh, 
for lack of a better word, you're still dealing with the inherent issue of the 10 or 80 is the clutch pack is small. Just look, lay them out on a table, lay out a 6 or 80 fourth gear clutch pack or the, the clutches responsible for third and fourth on a table and lay out the clutches responsible for fifth, fourth, fifth, and sixth on a 10 or 80. And there is a visual representation of the issue with that transmission. My bet is that South, not North Korea. We had a Lund 10R doing third gear leave on our last event. Thing was moving. Yes, we do have some cars that leave in third. But again, guys, those guys don't care if they smoke their shit. Those guys do eighth mile racing. Those guys get us data. Those guys closely work with Manuel and all the guys at midnight. So don't think that your stock 10R at 1,000 horse can get a third gear leave tune and be okay. Why bead locks on max effort NA build? Has there been a boosted 5.5 Coyote or strictly NA? I've seen Forge 14.1 short block online. I want to try it in my Fox. No, don't do it. Just, just, bro, just get boost. 14.1, what the fuck are you doing? What are you hoping to do? 14.1 on a Coyote. What are you hoping to do? Run M5? All of a sudden, your 14,000, your 14.1 compression, $25,000 build explodes when you could have had a Whipple on it and run the similar number? Come on, stop. Alex, do you think the 4200 hub swaps are going to be popular now? Look, a lot of people are weirdly stuck in this six-speed world. And look, I am blown away that the racer that has an S550 specifically doesn't understand rear gear ratio. Okay, so guys, let, 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 let's see... The racers already know this. If you have a 6R80 car with 3.15 gear ratio and 800 horsepower, and then you're going to want to put in a turbo 400 transmission, what rear gear ratio is most commonly installed in conjunction with a turbo 400 trans go? Because there is a massive disconnect between that thought process and the 4R200 hub. If you're considering a turbo 400 transmission and you had a factory 3.15 gear in the back, what is the most common at about 800 horse gear ratio that you should consider putting in the back? 373, right? Like, it is common knowledge and common sense to say Turbo 400, 373s, right? Everyone, Turbo 400, 373s, everybody. But when it comes to the 4R200 hub, it's like people's brains just ooze out of their ear holes and end up in the fucking sewer. And they go, I don't get it. I installed the 4R200 and it went slower. Bendejo, did you install 373s? Oh, nobody told me I had to do that. Well, do I, do I have to tell you got to wipe your ass after you shit? You're telling me you were not aware that re-gearing the transmission to be a three-speed and the final gear ratio is third, is one-to-one, -one, that you don't have to reconfigure your rear end to a favorable gear ratio for the now 4R200 slash 3R200? What the fuck? How do you not know that?
How, how do you race cars and not have anyone in your camp knowing that very basic 101 thought process? Why do Turbo 400 guys or guys that install Turbo 400s in, a, in an S550 automatically put a 373 in it before our 200 hub guys go, wait, wait, wow, I got to change the rear gear too? That's what Jake was dealing with. Imagine you're Jake, and you make uh, 100 for our 200 hubs, and you go, here you go. Then the customer calls, he goes, hey, I don't get it. It went slower. My 60 foot's slower, my eighth mile is slower, and my quarter mile is slower. You said that it'll go quicker with a 4 or 200 hub. And then Jake has to then ask them probably an embarrassing question. Did you change the rear gear ratio on the car? And then the customer goes, you didn't tell me I had to do that. I would have quit. There's a reason Jake stopped making the 4R200. Understand, once Jake sold out of his 4R200 hub, he stopped making them. Because it wasn't worth it. Because Mustang guys are fucking stupid. But then, someone like me comes along, puts the time and money and effort, puts it in my car, and explains it to them like a child. Then they go, oh... Whoa, now, now it makes sense. My Fairmont had three 73s. A 3R version of the 4R, meaning we just didn't have overdrive in it. And that sucker was going through the traps at 7,000 RPMs. It cut a 1, 2, 8, 60 foot. It went 5, 5 in the eighth. And it went 8, 5 in the quarter at 153 at 850 rural horsepower and weighing 3,500 pounds. And people, oh, how come Alex was going fast? Alex has 373s. Unreal. Unreal that that the that they don't know that basic knowledge. And it's, it's usually the rich guy or the guy that has money and no basic one-on-one racing knowledge. And again, I contend that most of the modern racers, S550 and up, didn't go through the growing pains of Fox Body shit. You know how many articles I read? You know how many how many muscle mustangs and fast forward shit I read? And, and combinations and Big Daddy, Big Daddy Dwayne and, and all the really fast, you know, freehold New Jersey cars. Bad, holy shit. They're combos. And there was a lawyer that had a, S, that had a, a, a Z trim in his shit. And it was, a, it was a renegade car. And I was just, you know, I was, I, was, I was reading everything about everyone. And I got my base knowledge out of that. And now in the modern car game, People are blown away that they got to replace the rear end on a car when you completely regear the transmission. I'm like, bro, you you gotta get you gotta go back to school. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna sit here and fucking spoon feed you. I mean, I am because I get paid to do it. But my God, as phones get smarter, society gets dumber. Idiocracy was a prophecy. It was actually, you're right. 488s will go faster, Alex. Jesus, that first year is gonna be the first year. Jay Tucker's in the house. <laughs> 4200 is the modern C4. <clears throat> Some countries don't wipe and they think it's fine. You do have to tell people. Is the Gen 3 MT82 even good enough for a daily? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. If you were to build a modern day Mustang from Gen 1 to Gen 3 Coyote for dominating the street right now, what would you build? Dominating the street? Concha 04? Are we talking dig or roll? Roll racing. Roll racing. This is what I would build. This motherfucker. I'd build this guy again. 
4R200, Gen 3R, 69 upper, 5% lower. I put 373s in it. I get it lighter. Uh, built bottom end, um, making about 1,000. Because 1,300, you know, what the fuck? You're not going to make 1,300 hook. And if you do, it's on this real stupid progressive boost control that it only comes in at 6,800 RPMs, and that's when you spin. So I think a 1,000 horsepower S550 is perfect. Dig racing? Not an S197. I'm getting a Fox. I'm sorry. I'm not stupid. If I'm dig racing, I am getting a Fox. I'm not building an S197 or an S550 to, to dig race on the street. That's just dumb. Muscle Mustang and Fast Forge is the old G's of Mustang racing. English Town, Fox Body Days were the best. Motherfuckers got a library of info in their pockets and still got to be spoon-fed. Heavy duty, heavy duty, said Natchez and Bias Plies. Biggest issue with the 4200 is that it's essential to put a JLT intake trust, says Jay Tucker. <laughs> didn't you already, didn't, didn't, even though that's not real, the real Jay Tucker, it's like Chris. Um, didn't, <laughs> didn't, um, didn't he sell the S&B? Ford should have kept 273 as a standard gear. Forcing 100% of Mustangs back in the day that made people understand gearing. Nat Jew, boy, you you hit the nail on the head. And this is the even funnier thing about 6R80, 4R200, guys. You and I both know that there are a weird psycho cult of idiot fucks that think that you have to have all six gears to have a legitimate record on a 6R80. You know, because you hit all six gears going down the track, right? Right? You hit all six gears going on the track, right? You go, bah, 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 bah. all six gears, six already record, dickhead. No, you don't. So this is what they do. I remember one of them, and he wouldn't say it publicly because we would see it, but we would hear conversations of conversations and screenshots of group chats of people saying the Lund's record is not legitimate because of the 4R200 gearing. Meanwhile, they're on, you know, hardcore Coyote performance and go, does anyone have a, two, a set of 273s for an 88 around? Oh, so it's not okay for us to re-gear the transmission, but it's okay for you to put a steamroller for a tire and a 273 just so you can launch in first gear. Why? Because you don't know how to tune a 4R200. Clown ass clown. We live in a world of instant gratification and expectation. People do not do the legwork, and the youngest generation doesn't know how to work. I know it's gay, but reporting 49X to 6130 out of a stock Demon 170s, that's moving out of the box. That's not gay at all. If a stock car as built from any manufacturer can claim 4s, 60 to 130, 8s in the quarter mile, that is king daddy forever regardless of how many they make regardless if they're not making them anymore dodge could go out as king daddy and i'm not a dodge guy i'm a ford guy but if dodge goes eights in their 170 demon and fours 60 to 130 crown the fucking king sorry Alex, how would you set up a S197 dig car? Well, my GT500 is probably the best example of how to set up a car, a car for the a dig, but on the street, it was trash. In my opinion, um, someone like um, 
uh, I forget his name, but he set up a no prep S197. This is the way I would set it up. Turbo 400. Turbo. A lot of weight in the back. A bias ply. So basically set it up as you would set up a, a car for the track. Like a dig car. But it has to be turbo so you can progressively... So you can control the launch boost and ramp. Whereas a turbo, you really can't. It's either all of it or nothing. Um, and it depends. Are you doing eighth or quarter? If you're doing eighth, you got to get out of the hole fast. Because there's a couple of cars out in California, like uh, Cocaine 5 or whatever. He has a Whipple, um, Whipple S197 that gets it from a dig out in the middle of the desert out there. So it can be done, but I just think... Why start with a 3,700-pound car when you can start with a 2,500-pound car, a Fox body, and put the weight where you want in the back? Alex, I know I have access to all the information <clears throat> in the world, but what is the best wheel? Name a single person with an overdrive four-speed that hit all four gears to make a record. Exactly. How much wheel horsepower is necessary to go fours, 6130 in a 3,200-pound Turbo 400 S197? About 1,000. Or high 900s. I would say high 900s to, to 1,000. Can I be frank? There's 273s were, would barely touch third at the stripe. Right. So I had an 8650 piece of junk. I mean, my first car was an 8650. 273s and a T5. My buddy Freddie had 308s in his car. So 308s were more desirable. So... He would beat me by at least two cars every time we dig raced. And I don't I think I'd be just going into third gear at the end of our marked street. So after doing all of the reading on the planet, guys, I did a ton of reading. Did I get a set of GT40 heads? No. Did I get a B cam and convert it over to Mass Air? No. Did I get a Holly intake? No. I got M and H's and 355s with Lakewood traction bars that's right i worked on the freaking 60 foot first and i would beat my friend by two or three cars he's like what'd you do i go i said i got sticky tires traction bars remember the old slapper bars i got those mnh race masters and 355s and a new diff and i beat the shit out of him then the next week he got 355 or 373s and sticky tire and he beat me and then I would go, and it would just be a back and forth, back and forth, until I finally found a notch. I put 4.3 gears in it, 430s, with a 28.10515. He couldn't fucking touch me in an eighth, not on the street. And people were like, how is that car taking off so badass? I'm like, I worked on the front half. I didn't have enough money to go into the motor and work on the back half. And then what did I do to work on the back half? I got a fucking nitrous kit. And I did a 150 shot on his ass. And that car was like an 11-2 car. Back in 1998. So, you know, what are you going to do? The funny thing is all those engine mods would have made it more miserable with the 273s anyway. I guarantee the S650 isn't the last V8 Mustang. 750 horsepower for the S197 to hit fours if it's set up properly, says Can I Be Frank. He would know. He does more racing down in Miami than I do. <coughs> You think if you lower the boost, you can run a nine-second pass on the street on the GT500? No. Or do some testing. I remember you did some street stuff with the red card. No. I'm not even interested in doing that. Alex, you still have the notch? I do still have the notch. That car is going to go nine stick. The, okay, this is the plan next year. I have, 
like a phase plan, okay? GT500 must run eights. Stick. That's first and foremost. Then the notch needs to run tens NA. Then nines stick with nitrous. So tens NA stick, nines with nitrous, the notch. Then you're going to hate me for this, but this is what I want to do. I'm going to stick an auto in it, like a C4, like a old school period correct C4 build. Why a C4? It's light. It fits. It's easy to fuck with. And I want to see how much of a difference it is going from stick to auto. I'll always keep the TKL 500. I'm not going to sell it. And I want to see how quickly I can. I want to see if that car, boy, if that car goes nines, stick, nitrous. You don't think it'll go eights, auto, nitrous? I got to do some work. But not, I don't think that much work. We'll see. And then um, uh, the Corvette needs to run nines in the quarter and fours 60 to 130. That's next year's plan. I mean, all of 2024? Uh, <laughs> all of 2024 is that. Eights, GT500, 10s NA, notch, nines, uh, nitrous, then auto, maybe eights. Uh, Corvette, four sixty to 130, and uh, nines in the quarter. That's... What I just mentioned is probably $40,000 worth of work. Lifestyle, M&A Trace Masters, Forge is hard if you don't need a 1,000 horsepower. I know you dislike turbo, says Mendoza's. Would you prefer a turbo setup on the GT500 with a badass boost controller? No, no, I don't want turbos on the GT500 at all. Alex, if you had a choice to Coyote swap any car, what would you choose? A backdraft Cobra. By far. I've already had a, I've already had a uh, Coyote swap Fox. It was cool, but not that cool. Um, I, be a back, I still have that dream in the back of my head, having a backdraft Cobra. I put 70 pounds in my trunk and dead hook trick. I heard Mopar is going dual overhead cam. We'll see, says Kanami Frank. What's up, Alex? Going to catch up on the live later. Just got up on my lunch break. The notch for sale. Everything's for sale, but I want to do some stuff to it before I get rid of it because it doesn't owe me nothing. Most of the cars I have are paid off except the Corvette and the Escalade. Everything else is, I got the title, so it's all good. The Fairmont is going to get some love soon. I'll update you guys soon on that. I have to, uh, I'm talking to a chassis guy. Finally got a hold of a chassis guy, and um, he's legit. He hit, hit me up, asked me for photos, called me on the phone. It's going to work up a quote. And I'm like, whoa, okay. And guess where he is? Up in the Northeast, where motherfuckers work. I love it. I'm probably late to the topic, but Alex, have you, what are your thoughts on the BI, build it yourself V10 engine? Now, if you guys are not aware of this, there is a group of guys that built a V10 out of a Cobra based situation. Uh, V10, dual overhead cam, dual overhead cam, head cam. Um, I love what they're doing. I think it's cool. So a, oh, Jesus, a Ford Four valve V8. I don't know if it's try. I mean, four valve. So it's. Uh, I don't know how they did that, to be honest. But follow their build, guys. These guys built a V10 four valve. So is this out of a navigator? And then they. I mean, they had to do everything custom, right? Unless they got a Triton V10 block five four. Somehow got the cylinder heads. Like, I don't even know how they did it. I'll be honest with you. But I, this is 
how it sounds running. So uh, headphone users, beware. Guys, it's finally time to hear this thing. That's okay. When it's choppy, when the cam's choppy, AFR is not flat. AFR bounces between 14.4 and like 15.0, so you're good. Like, I want to know the cams. I want to know how they did the heads. Like, it's got to be a V10 uh, a van motor, right? Like a, like, a, like a Triton V10, and they somehow work the heads over? It's crazy. Guys, this is a marvel of engineering. Maybe you guys don't think it's a big deal. This to me is like elite engineering. <laughs> I want to hear them rev it. They revved it and it sounds super crisp. Twin throttle bodies. Dude, drive-by wire too. Guys, these guys are legit. So their channel is called Build It Yourself. They only have 15,100 subscribers. Let's do our thing. Let's subscribe, guys. Guys, I know. I do this every once in a while. But this is a Ford-centric channel. These guys deserve love. Build It Yourself channel on YouTube. Let's see if by the end of the show, we have about 20 minutes, we can get this up to 15,300. So we need 200 of you. Hell, y'all don't even like my shit. But I'm asking you guys to like and subscribe to Build It Yourself channel. Give them some love. You can follow the build. It's been years. They've been building this thing for like a long ass time. Sealing our leaking heads. Look, they got Ford V10 four valve heads. They chopped it up. Holy shit. Guys, give them a follow. I'd love for this channel to be about 15,300 by the end of the show. We only have about 20 minutes left. Build it yourself, bro. Billy Badass. If you like engineering and crazy shit, check them out. Uh, I'll check in at the end of the show. Hopefully you guys have uh, done your due diligence and uh, hooked them up with a little bit of a like or a follow because that'd be so cool to see what they do with that. Sub to the channel, please. Give them some love. Maybe they'll reach out to us and maybe we can interview them and say, hey, how the fuck did you do that? That's cool shit. Sounds like an exotic truck motor. They welded the heads together to make five cylinders. Badass. Intake was custom made off of 3D modeling and 8,000 RPMs. Ford did a three-valve V10. Not sure if they based it off of that. I think they did base the bottom end off of that. You got all motor six gens running high to eight mid. You got all motor six gens running high to mid eights and eight. Love this video when I saw it. Um, that's cool stuff. Put the link. You want me to put the link? Okay, here you go. Copy, and I'll put it on the chat. I'm about to sneeze like a motherfucker because I touched my nose like an idiot. I've been. So there you go. Hit them up. <coughs> Build it yourself. Please get it up to about 15. 15.3 would be cool. Let me refresh the page. And we're all oh, 15.2 already. Beautiful. I love you guys. Um, do they have a, uh, a counter? No, they don't have a counter. So it's 15.2. So if we can get it to 15.3 by the end of the show, that'd be so awesome. Um, 
I've seen the V12 LS motor by Racecast Engineering. It's not a Coyote, but pretty interesting engineering. Nope, I'd have to look into that. Let's see that sun count grow out of nowhere for them. Just sub, just sub. The best channels always have barely any subs. I agree, um, because not only is this super niche, I love that word. I'm like in love with that word lately. But these guys are, this is engineering level stuff. This isn't junk. And like my channel is a shit talking channel that only has 66,000 subs. But rest assured, you'll, you'll see this thing has influence. By the way, LMP of MD, you're going to love, you're going to love this. They mentioned the peasant chat on the live stream and I about fucking died. Check it out. Told me he was gonna. So listen up. This is the live stream, and the guy goes well, representing the peasant chat YouTube channel. Be doing this this year. <laughs> My man Alec Bledsoe, the 2020 Chevrolet Camaro here on the right side of the racetrack. The 28 year old. You said Alex Bledsoe. Alex Bledsoe, Mr. Elite Model Performance. It's Alec, but whatever. The right side. Of course, the peasant chat YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Oh my god, it's so worth it. And Circle D converters. So, I want to play that again. They, they shouted us out. I love it. You said Alex Bledsoe. Alex Bledsoe, Mr. Elite Model Performance. You're on the right side. Of course, the Peasant Chat YouTube channel. <laughs> yes, totally worth the 3000 bucks just for that little mention because we were represented on his thing. And he... Uh, I think he set some other records, so stay on, stay on. Next tomorrow, they're gonna release a video where they, um, where they, I think, set another record on that car. Cause I was there for the rental. I don't want to tell you what they ran, but I think they reset their own record. Sub for that sound exactly. Are they any other channels you would recommend? Um, I'm a psycho when it comes to like channels to view none of them are car centric when i listen to channels i listen to chiropractic adjustments and i listen to i don't listen to many other channels late model performance of course sub to them and sub to these guys with the v10 just because it's cool that it's an engineering feat and i think they should be recognized for it his part two of his video drops tomorrow can't wait sound clip that bit i might that had me geeking it sounds like a strip club dj laughing my ass off bro sound clip that i will sound clip that because the fact that we were mentioned model performance you're on the right side of course the peasant chat youtube channel <laughs> peasant chat youtube channel not coming up to stage sage you know like stripper stripper dj stuff was there an inside joke with senior saying that the temps were 170 no no inside joke the clip that added to the soundboard clip that please um, Don Pure Evil did 844 NA stroke to 341. Alec Hondro bled so. Yeah, add to soundboard. That's awesome. Would be nice to see you get to 100,000. Look, I'd love to get to 100,000 subs, but there are certain things that need to happen in order for me to do that. Number one, the swearing has to come down to like a minimum. And I have to then become gay. Uh, and I'm not that guy. I'd rather, look, when you talk with your buddies in the garage, do you say frick and friggin'? And butthole, I mean, you'd probably say butthole. But, you you know, I'd like to make, I'd like to keep this channel real. And I understand YouTube might not love the fact that I swear up and down a bunch. And maybe you're watching right now with your, with your grandson on your knee, which is not acceptable in 2023. That shit's over. You can't put your grandson anywhere near you. You have to, like, have him off, like, arm's length. Because if he's on your knee and you're watching YouTube, it's fucking weird. 
So, and you're like, oh, this guy's swearing. I could have sworn that. Why is the internet allowing this guy to swear? Meanwhile, when the internet was first invented, all I saw was people's heads getting chopped off. Remember Faces of Death? Remember BangedUp.com? Remember LiveLeak? Okay, so the internet, from what I remember it being, it's, it's like buyer beware. Then the internet 2.0 came around, and it's gay. So I'd like to keep it somewhere in between where I am a real guy, talk the real shit, and that I understand will limit the growth of the channel. Carol Channels, Dr. Alex in the house. No prep channel recommendations? <laughs> Get out of here. Um, Chris Sullivan's YouTube channel is awesome. Very underrated. Then that's insanely low. I was expecting at least 200 degrees at the end of... No, guys. Coolant temps on the Grey Goose, 170. Trans temps on the Grey Goose, 130. No special cooling, nothing. Two coolers, two fans, the stock water pump, no thermostat, running ethanol 1R, 2,500 horsepower. That is all seniors engineering. Don't sell out, Alex. Next thing you know, you'll be seeing you at Ford events with the staying mode. Oh, my God. Never. Guys, guys, guys. Keep me honest, okay, guys? If you start seeing me kind of nudge into the gay zone, just comment and be like, bro, Alex, you're getting on the gay shit Give us the real shit. Give us dino videos. Talk your shit. Hold people accountable. Because if I start going into that corporate bullshit, maybe I'll make more money, but I don't think I can live with myself. Angler Engines made a USAC midget with a NASCAR Ford rate. Why is this guy doing this? Live Leak put hair on my chest. Hey, yeah. If you don't know anything about Live Leak, like, I like how guy, old guys get on the internet and go, okay, this guy swears too much. He says fucking crap and junk and asshole. And Live Leak? Would show you a Russian guy somewhere in Chechnya getting his shit. I'll never forget the gargling noise that you know which one I'm talking about. OGs of the internet. You remember? The guy's like, and the knife is in the guy's throat, right? Slap because the blood. Bro. To this day, I can hear that guy gargle through the knife. Alex, when you get the Viper, <laughs> Alex gonna jump the shark once he gets on that TRT. Can we get the resonated deleter just once, please, guys? Deleter can come anytime. We have an MBRP resonator deleter. That's your guy. Like you have a chance to edit that out. I have the MBRP resonator deleter. We have an MBRP resonator deleter. I mean, I fuck up, but it's an hour and a half long show that I just don't stop talking on. Your 12, 12 minute video, and you say resignated deleter. Now that's the Mexican funky town. I would love to see a full review on the Grey Goose build. That will happen, Caleb. I'm going to go up to Lund Racing in a week or two and sit down with Senior and go through the whole thing. Get it up on the lift. Show me the turbo kit. Show me the trans. It is, it is dry sump. Show me the oil pump. Show me the fuel pump. Show me the trans coolers. It'll be like a 30 minute video. Yeah. Ian Martha, that video is not good. Gore Grish, I saw a guy get his cut his dick off with a ziz wheel, the dull knife, head saw. Says guy flexing calves on dino. <laughs> See, I'm not flexing. They're just that badass. Uh, laugh my ass off wrist video. Yeah, those guys are sadists. No, I remember the axe videos from the cartels. Um, those were crazy seeing how many swings it took to take an arm or leg off. Funky Town scared me for life. Haven't watched Gore ever since. Never. Okay, Funky Town? What am I missing with Funky Town? Okay, I'll, I'll Google it quick. Funky Town. 
Video? Gore? The Funky Town Killers? No. Funky Town Funky Town Gore? Wait, what do you mean Funky Town? What, what, am I missing something about Funky Town? Hmm, interesting. Um, even his girl booty can't wait for that video scarred. What the fuck, man? I was so close to forgetting those gargles, the graggles, guys laying on the grass getting his neck sawed off exactly. Two girls, one cup. Even his girl bolted. <laughs> What's he talking about? Alec, who made the intercooler on the Grey Goose? The intercooler, if I'm not mistaken, was ordered. But the welding was done by an in-house guy that senior contracted that doesn't do car stuff. He does like aluminum, like, like, like bleach, like, like, like bleachers. He does aluminum bleachers. But his welding is so good. And senior would say, I want that pipe here. I want that turbo here. I want that there. I want this there. Senior literally led the complete effort the guy welded and manufactured and now the guy is like really good now at uh probably laying things out in such a way because he knows what senior wants so if this guy is contracted by senior to do future builds we are in great hands because one of the hardest things to find on the planet is a good fabricator not only a good fabricator but a fabricator that's willing to work. By the way, still not up to 15.3, guys. Go to build it yourself. Again, build it yourself. Go to 15.3. We got 15.2. So go to go to build it yourself on the YouTube channel and subscribe. And hopefully we can get it to 15.3. But right now it's 15.2. 200 is not much to ask. Two kids, one sandbox. And just like that, Alex is on another watch list. Exactly. Please don't. It's pretty bad, Theo. Don't, Alex. No, I'm not going to do it live. Are you psycho? But what is it? Any of you guys remember the BME Pain Olympics was a staple of Turbo Mustangs back in the day. You ever see one of the cartel letting Pitbull rip a guy's nuts off? No. No. Has nothing to do with kids. Right. I don't know what's happening. Should have gotten behind bars, race cars, intercooler. He probably has the best. Should have gotten behind the bars, race cars, intercooler. He's probably the best in the business. Jamie, we never saw IATs over 110. So, sorry. At 2,500 horse. Air to water. Our intercooler is interchangeable. Outlet and inlet have matched, right? Oh, that's a good one. I don't know that much about it, to be honest with you, because it is, um, it's air to water. Uh, I just remember the other girl with the funnel clapping and giggling after. I know a guy who made T-tops for both. What did we have? What are we doing? I made a decent fabricator. Aluminum is my favorite. I'm a decent fabricator, says RoboStyle. Aluminum is my favorite. I know a guy who made T-tops for boats and made the nicest teardrop fender exit I have ever seen. Right. Guys that are not even in the industry of of car hot riding manufacturing, like there is some hidden talent out there. Guys, some guy welding like steps and just has a, a break and has the same weld. But then you say, hey, I need you to weld this here. And he does a killer job. And you're like, can you do this here? Can you do this here? V-band, V-band, boom, boom, boom. Oh, my God. The best turbo kit ever made. Okay, thank you, Pito Chiquito. Funky Town is basically a dude getting skinned with Funky Town playing in the background. They kept the dude alive, so he suffers through it. I might have to see that. I might have to see that. Got to be a Treadstone or Garrett core. Um, yeah, let me ask. I'll ask Senior quick. Let me see if he, he answers. Uh, senior. Who made your intercooler? Who made the Grey Goose intercooler? Question mark. Let's see what he says. Senior's usually in bed by now. He has his old fashioned and he just chills the fuck out. Watches a. Uh, uh, what does he watch? 
that old <laughs> that Freedom Network. <laughs> he doesn't watch Fox or anything. He's like Freedom, the OAN. You know, Freedom, Free Truth Social. <laughs> I love him. Oh, I love it. Why do guys meet ride Roush? Oh, <laughs> no cut corners. NCC, according to Senior, no cut corners. Justin Bloomer made the intercooler. Again, no cut corners. Justin Bloomer, let's look him up. No cut, no cut corners. Fabrication. Look at that. Guys, we're giving shout outs to people that would never look at this. Bam! Right here. Uh, chat wants to know. Chat wants to know. Uh, look at that. So, right here, no cut corners. Fabrication did the inner coolers. Let's let's fucking buy this now. Let's see. What the fuck? How much are we how much are we looking? You got a price? Huh? Can I pet that dog? Oh, two thousand bucks. Okay, look, whoa, there you go. Holy shit, they got it all. God damn, this stuff is like intricate. Jeez. Of course, of course. Yes, about to end. I'll stay a little longer. I'll stay longer. Longer. So Senior wants to come in and chime in and probably, you know, if you got questions for Senior, he might come in and say hello. So yeah, No Cut Corners Fabrications is the intercooler for the Great Goose. Look at that. We learned something today. Come on, Yeah. So Senior might pop on real quick and say hello. Um, Pat Bolton says... I had a guy in the gym who worked for the government in the anti-terrorist division, and he would show me videos of commercial drones dropping bombs on people, and he laughed about it. I did too. Wow, that's crazy. Alaberta got tuning and deleted his shit. Turvey showed off his welds in the last video. He gonna get killed in his car. <laughs> he did? Oh, let's go, Turvey. Turviate. Until Senior pops on, because Senior says he's gonna pop on. Uh, uh, Nine days ago, he's got sunglasses. <laughs> Yo, oh, fuck, Turvy, Turvy, you're looking, you're looking like a man now. He let his hair grow out. Look at him. He looks like a like a hipster. What happened to old Turvy? Fuck. How's it going, everyone? Good. Uh, I know it's been quite a while since yeah. I made a video. <laughs> Your hair grew out, son. I'm gonna. I must admit, I like it. Then that weird jail haircut you had. And I got something. Hopefully, y'all might enjoy. Twenty-five minutes. Boy, today. Uh, it's a lot longer than usual. But it's got <laughs> some good stuff in it. It does. Yeah, hopefully, we'll answer most, if not all, y'all's questions. And I hope y'all enjoy. What happened? He he went from looking like a thug to like a normal ass person. What's that's weird. I, I'm. Oh, what is this? <laughs> I'm gonna have my battery right here, <laughs> and then the whole car's fuse box, like two or three, right next to it, right here. What? So I have that wired to the whole car. What's that fucking snake on your pinky? What is that? Can I zoom in on that? Is that a snake on your pinky, dude? Are you in the Hell's Angels? Like two or three, right <laughs> next to it, right here. So I have that wired to the whole car. And then, oh, look at this. What the fuck is this, son? And then, <laughs> so that was the uh, black gauges will blend oh, in with it. Oh, and I did end up good. getting okay. uh, trans. You know what? Truviate, good for you. I, this is, he does have a snake. But I ain't going to fuck with him. He looks dangerous. So this has shown me, Truviate, that you got a job. 
I'm actually genuinely happy for you. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to save this for Thursday. I'm going to review this whole fucking video Thursday. But my God, he's got a snake fucking ring. And the nails are good, though. Turuviate. The nails are on point. Bro, I love you. Good for you. You got yourself a job. Got yourself out of the fucking gutter. I'm not going to make fun of you. But that video is going to get a complete review on Thursday. Like the whole fucking thing. Shit. Son, got to love it. Is Senior here? Did Senior show? Yeah, he is here. John says, came in late. Sorry. Exactly, guys. If you got questions for Senior, he's here. Say hello. Um, someone said, uh, look out, John Lund. Turvey coming in hot. He goes, trans is good. Nine-inch ring gear screams for mercy. So, yeah. So, we're going to change up the gear ratio on the car, uh, according to John. We're probably going to change the tire size. And we're going to do some other stuff that I don't want to mention because I want to see... Um, I, I think based on the math, it might work as long as as long as the transmission and clutches hold up. Yeah, yeah, John Lund, Turvey, don't don't worry about Turvey. Turvey is a character that he's a fan, he's a he's a follower, a subscriber, and he's building a death trap. We're, he's just documenting his future casket, and we're just gonna review it Thursday. I want to see that whole video Thursday. Not only has his hair chains his nails are on point he's got a snake freaking ring and he's got brand new phantom autometer gauges bro the guy is actually spending a little bit of money but we're gonna review that video on thursday beginning to end because we love turvy here autometer sells two different temp gauges every year hey look it's turvy speed 717 <laughs> <laughs> turvy speed 7 one seven gotta love it all right i'm gonna get out of here so john lund just wanted to come in and say hello to the people here uh talking about his future um where are we gonna go from here with the car and it's gonna be um ring gear change tire change go back out there mess around and find out and i think we can on a good day if everything holds up this car might go six high six sixes which is so crazy to me john lund says we currently have a 3.0 gear. So understand this, guys. Because of the power this car makes, we have a Pro 28 spline 3.0 9-inch gear in the car. So imagine what that is doing to the starting line ratio, the amount of power it's putting down, and how it trucks in the back half with a 3.0 gear. That's why it went 200 and almost 10 mile an hour. <clears throat> Tommy's a young man growing up before our eyes. Peace, everyone. Yes, I'm out of here, guys. Okay, so let's end it there. I've been on for an hour and a half. John Lund came in a little late, but he answered a couple of your questions about the no-cut corners. Intercooler, 3.0 ring gear on 9-inch. We're going to change that up a little bit, and then we're going to go ahead and uh, see if the car can get a little deeper into the sixes uh, once it cools down. All right, I'm out of here. I'm going to be back on Thursday. We're going to review Turvey's video. I can't wait to do that, and we'll see what comes up in the next couple of days. We'll see what happens in the... Um, performance and racing world the fallout from mod nats some other stuff ford not being trusted as dealers uh, as a manufacturer by dealers it's an interesting time to be alive and we'll see what happens if anything now that the racing season is technically over we'll see if we can reconfigure some stuff on the gray goose to go faster i'll give you updates on the fairmont gt500 got new plugs coming for that so i'm gonna get on the dyno again uh saturday morning to finish that hopefully make about 1200 and be done unless it spins on the dyno then get it to the track probably the same day the Grey Goose goes to the track next and see if we can run an 8-second uh, ET before the clutch decides to exit stage left. 
I'm out of here. Again, guys, go over to do it. What is it? Build it yourself. Let me see if you guys went to build it yourself and we got them up to 15.3. Let me see. Build it yourself. Let me see. Did you get 15.3 out of it? Uh, build, build it yourself. Let me see. Uh, 15.2. Okay. We'll, we'll see if we can get them up to 15.3. Hopefully, we got about another 100 subscribers so they can wake up in the morning and go, what the fuck just happened? All right, guys. I'm out of here. I'll see you guys Thursday. The rest of you I'll see you tomorrow on the dating channel at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on that dating channel. But you'll see me on this channel next time Thursday at 8 o'clock. Have a good rest of your Tuesday. I'll see you guys on Thursday or Wednesday if you're on the dating channel. See you guys later. Talk to you later.